Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin. Welcome to another special bonus episode of The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. As many of you already know, due to the coronavirus and how it's quickly affecting our careers, we are releasing special bonus episodes. Today, I'm sharing a replay from a live webinar I recently hosted with Belma McCaffrey, the founder of Work Bigger, on today's topic, how to manage career changes and stress during the coronavirus. Changes that may happen as a result of this pandemic include hiring freezes due to the negative financial impact many businesses are experiencing. Furthermore, social functions are suspended, impacting your ability to network and make connections. If you're in the midst of a job search, you may be feeling some extra anxiety around this, especially if you have a sense of urgency to get a new job right now. Maybe you're in between jobs and need a salary to pay the bills, or maybe your work situation is just not working out for whatever reason. We hosted this training originally as a live webinar on March 25th, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive which is why I wanted to roll this out as a bonus podcast episode to make sure we're offering our females community helpful advice when they need it, which is right now, this week, not in a few weeks when we can make sure all of our recording is perfectly scheduled, formatted, and the audio is crystal clear. So I've made the decision to quickly edit this so you can access this essential topic today. In the webinar replay, which is now getting turned into a podcast episode, you'll hear Belma and I cover how to proactively use this time, creative ways to manage your stress, strategies for building connections even during social distancing, and what you can do to prepare yourself for the job search. You'll also hear Belma and I reference some resources like her workbook, Career Contessa's networking templates, our Figure Out Your Next Career Move worksheet, and our online courses. I've linked to all of those in the show notes, including the original webinar replay for this episode. Lastly, in place of Dear Career Contessa, I've also included the Q&A part of the webinar replay. Since this is a webinar replay, there may be some times when you hear us mention things that just don't really make sense now that this has been turned into an audio format. I wanna thank you in advance for rolling with the punches as we kind of make this format work for audio. And now, this is The Females. 
Velma, why don't you start by introducing yourself and then I've got kind of this outline that we've created and, and I'll kind of cue you up for each of those items. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much to everybody who, who's here today. Uh, I'm Belma McCaffrey. I'm the CEO, founder, and I'm also a career and leadership coach of a company called Work Bigger. Work Bigger is a career coaching company, and we support our members and clients in three ways. We have a group coaching membership. I work with clients privately, one-on-one, -on -one, to support with career development issues. And also, we work with organizations to lead trainings, workshops, all of that to support, you know, on the culture side. I started Work Bigger because of a personal pain point. I spent, I would say, probably all of my 20s feeling really disconnected from my career. Confidence was a big issue for me because what I was really seeking was a sense of purpose. And I really struggled with finding that. And at the time, I didn't have the resources. So I really refer to my 20s as this cycle where I was like going from job to job testing one job, testing another, and throughout that whole time, just feeling really frustrated, really burned out, disconnected, and yearning and seeking something bigger. So to get out of that cycle, I decided to go back to business school, right? And thinking back to it, I'm like, so many of us did that, or we still do that. We look yeah. at grad school as like that pivot. And when I was there, I saw that I wasn't the only one. I had so many of my classmates who were in that same boat. Everybody was looking at business school as their do-over. And I also recognized we hadn't done the, the deeper work or asked the bigger questions of, you know, what's really going to be the return on investment with business school? Because it's not just the tuition that you pay, right? It's also leaving your full-time salary. I, I left Condé Nast before that, so I left a really good salary to go back to school full time. So that's kind of where I saw, I was like, this is crazy. We don't have access to more resources to help us figure out what we wanna to do to help us develop a growth mindset, which is absolutely critical when you are looking to up-level in your career. And that's how Work Bigger was born. It was really born as, as a way to solve these issues. In terms of my experience, so I have almost 10 years of experience working in media companies I've, I've worked at are primarily strategy and business development roles at companies like the Associated Press, which I was at more recently before uh, I fully dove into work bigger, Condé Nast, Group M, so really large uh, global companies. And I saw, because I have experience in corporate, just the disconnection that exists there. And as a coach, I'm trained with the Neural Leadership Institute. And what they do is they combine neuroscience with leadership development. And that's something that I incorporate into all of our trainings, all of our group coaching. I'm also going to bring some of that into our conversation for today because I think it's really important to understand what's happening to our brains right now and, you know, the, the stress that we're experiencing, the anxiety around the job search itself. I'll just share some resources to help support through that. So, so we can all better manage it. Yeah, and I, I have an MBA in marketing, a BA from Syracuse University, and just the career space and professional development is something that, you know, I've been running Work Bigger for four years now, but I have been in this space, I would say, for over a decade, just out of personal um, passion and obsession with, with this type of content, so. Amazing. So she's the real deal, you guys. Um, awesome. So Belma, let's start with, um, so before we even get into the job search stuff and, and kind of talking about, like, I would say the strategy around 
finding jobs and, and the questions people might have around that. And we were talking earlier that there's kind of a couple main camps of people right now, people who were already job searching uh, before all this happened and, and what happens with them, people who maybe were just laid off or furloughed or something like that. So they need to start a job search and quickly. And then people who fall into the camp of like, maybe you're still employed, but you're not really sure, right? This is a very uncertain time for everybody. And so before we talk about kind of the what everyone can start doing, because I think everyone's natural reaction is to do, 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 hustle, 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 work harder, harder, harder. Um, I want to talk, and I, I know you guys might turn off a little bit with this. I know self-care and mental health and all that is an overused buzzword, but Velma, let's talk about it specifically. And, and also, I know that you were talking about what happens to your brain when you're this stressed out. So let's talk about mental and emotional health and kind of the mindset. And what can people do right now to make sure that they're not kind of their own worst enemy? Yeah. And please, nobody turn off during this part because it's foundational. And I really feel like that I can share around managing mental health and mindset. So I'm going to just try to cover the basics here in the interest of time. But basically what I think this is really an opportunity to work on our mental and emotional health, right? Like we're in the situation where many of us are stuck at home and we're trying to work on a lot or really a lot of anxieties coming up and a lot of stress is coming up. And I think it's really difficult to tackle things like a job search that requires you to be strategic, that requires you to be proactive, right? That requires you to um, come from a positive, confident mindset when you're in this place of anxiety and when you're dealing with so much stress and constant news and also just the uncertainty. Like we are still, you know, in the early phases of this thing, we don't know where it's going to be. So the first thing I just encourage you all to do is to not run away from the anxiety and the stress, right? And really to just sit with it if you can and use this as an opportunity to work on that. Cultivate presence is really the message that I want to get across. And I'll talk a little bit about the brain and why I think working on your mindset first is so important. The way our brain operates is essentially in two ways, okay? And it's the away state or the toward state. When we're in the away state, which many of us are in right now, or essentially that the emotions we're experiencing are a lot of anxiety, fear, frustration, uncertainty, right? So I want you guys to all think about when you're in this place of fear, what are some of the actions that you're taking when it comes to the job search, right? If I had to bet, there's two things, right? You're in fight or flight. You're either like sending out job applications without like really thinking about it, right? You're just like, I just got to get something out there, right? From this place of desperation. Or you are in complete avoidance and procrastinating. You're like, I'm just going to shut all of this off because I just cannot, I can't deal with it. It's too much. And neither one of those actions are, are really going to serve you, right? When you're in the toward state, on the other hand, you are feeling positive, you're feeling grounded, you're feeling confident, right? You are essentially feeling good. What's happening when you're in the toward state is your body's releasing dopamine and dopamine is what motivates you to take action. And if you think about it, the actions you're going to take from that place are going to be more strategic more thoughtful, really actions that serve you are going to show up differently. So I share that because I think one thing that's really important or really an outcome of managing your mindset right now is cultivating a mindset of possibility. Like I was watching the news the other day and reading stuff online and 
there were, they're sharing like unemployment is going to go up to 20%, right? We're going to lose five to 6 million jobs in March alone. And focusing solely on that stuff is just so overwhelming. And what you really need in that moment is to have that mindset of possibility, like, where is the opportunity for me? So I just want to stress that to, to be able to just take this time to work on your emotional and mental health so that as you're working on your job search, it's really coming from a healthy place. It's coming from a confident place. And therefore, the, the outcomes that you can create, and the results you can create for yourself will be more powerful. So I'm going to pause right there. So I actually have some questions. I'm a very like, just tell me what to do kind of person. So when you say work on your mental and emotional health, what are some concrete things that I could do? Um, someone mentioned, you know, getting some natural sunlight within 30 minutes of waking up meditation, like there's some, I think, obvious things that we've heard, like meditation, yoga, but like, okay, let's, let's take some of the obvious things back. So what are some things, concrete things that people can do to work on their mental and emotional health? Yeah, so journaling one is a big one. I think first, this is gonna probably feel really uncomfortable for many of you, but just sitting and experiencing the discomfort like literally just sitting with it. It's something that we can do that we don't do. And that feels like an inaction, but it's actually an action, like just observing your thoughts, observing your feelings. And if that feels really challenging, journaling is such a great tool. That for me has been life-changing, right? So just taking the time and just writing out, like, you know, what am I feeling right now? What thoughts am I having right now? Just to have a place for, for them to go. So I think that's really helpful talking to somebody that you trust and somebody that you feel safe with, right? Just having that conversation, sharing your fears. Yeah, I think those are two tactics. The biggest thing is just experiencing the discomfort and not running away from it. Because the only way through to that, you know, more positive mindset, you'll get there. But first, you just need to give yourself some space, right? Not going on your phone and checking Instagram and Facebook as a way to avoid it, but really just like journal, process, think, sit sometimes yeah. do nothing that's often good enough yeah i think some tips that have worked for me really well are truly creating structure around my screen time so that means for me I, as you guys know i don't have a ton of self-discipline so i actually put my phone in another room so i can truly disconnect watching something that makes you laugh or feel good going for a walk is really important for me especially right now since we're all kind of cooped up um i think journaling is awesome i've also have encouraged people to do things where you're not related to a screen, but stuff that makes you feel like you're accomplishing something. So like re you know, cleaning out your closet or reorganizing your pantry or something where you get to have that accomplishment feeling, or as you said, kind of a confidence boost. Um, I think that is really important as well. So just some ideas, you guys just, I think every day, maybe before you go to bed, like having a ritual around sleep. So 30 minutes beforehand, maybe do a couple stretches, maybe work on like a puzzle or, you know, adult coloring books or whatever it is that uh, takes your mind away from a screen because uh, sleep is going to be super important right now too. And I know a lot of us are kind of having a lot of anxiety, waking up with anxiety and stuff like that. But I think creating some sort of nighttime ritual, cooking and baking. So those are all reading awesome, awesome ideas, you guys. So just 
I think Belma is hitting on something that maybe you guys know, but you need to hear again, which is find the thing that you need every day to take your stress and your anxiety from here down to here and more screen time and more news and, you know, getting kind of what my mom calls like, you know, climbing up into your tree, so to speak of like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? That isn't going to help you see the future and, and plan for your next steps. Would anything else? Uh, no, I was going to add the puzzle, the reading, and also stay focused is an app that I use on my phone to like block out my social media apps and my email apps. Cause that's a huge, that's how I avoid stuff like with my phone. So think about like what you do to avoid self-care, right. For lack of a better word and create, I love that you said like creating structure around, around that. So if anybody's looking for an app, stay focused is a really good one. Amazing. Okay, so now let's get into the strategy piece. Because again, we're into concrete examples. Like I said, there's kind of those three uh, specific camps of people where they're all looking for a strategy on what they can do and how they can stay proactive with their career right now. So let's start. I don't know if you want to start with kind of a general strategy message. Okay, let's start with that. Yeah. And, and I'll share, I'll share this, Lauren. So I created a whole workbook for you guys. So if you're looking to really put some of the stuff that I'm sharing now into action, I recommend that you download that because it's going to give you some more context too. But in terms of strategy, one thing that I see people doing even before the coronavirus hit, right, is people just applying to jobs online, which yes, that's helpful, right? But it's only, it's like, should be like a very small part of your strategy. And one thing that I've seen people struggle with is really uh, figure out what it is they want to do, right? So one thing I recommend right now is using this time to get super clear, especially if you're one of those people that have always struggled with the questions of how do I make an impact? What is it that I want to do in the long term? I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. This is the perfect time to start working on that and really honing in on your mission and honing in on the impact that you want to make in the world. Because purpose right? Purpose is a core human need. In addition to mental and emotional health, which we just talked about, purpose is also absolutely important for our survival, right? So what I would say is take this time to get clear on what your mission is. And that's a process. And I can talk through that process. And again, just download that workbook because I take you through like the whole framework and you have a visual in there of what it means to find your mission, which essentially is a, a three-step process. One, it's getting clear on your why, right? Getting clear on your deeper drivers, what it is that's important to you. That means understanding your interests, okay? And I want to differentiate passion and mission are, are not the same thing. I hear people say all the time, I just want to do something I'm passionate about. It's not the same thing as your mission, okay? Your passion can be part of your mission. Passion is fleeting, right? And especially in times like this, many of us are not focused or we don't care about doing something we're passionate about, we really want something now to help sustain us. So start with really understanding your why, right? What are your interests? What are your values? What do you stand for? What are the, the personal um, experiences that you've had and the pain points that you've had that have shaped who you are? This requires some self-reflection. This requires some work. Okay, it's a process. It, it just takes time. And it's something that we're never taught to do. We're not taught to do this in college. We're not taught to do this at our jobs. Unless we seek it out, we're not approaching our career from this standpoint. And it's a perfect time to work on these bigger questions. That's step number one. Step number two is the how. How are you going to make an impact? How are you going to bring your mission 
into the world. And that means getting clear on your strengths, getting clear on your skill set and how you're going to add value in the workplace, right? And what is your unique value? Because we all have that. We all have like our own way of contributing, right? And I think it's really important to hone in on that how. And then the third piece is the what. That's the job role, right? That's identifying what it is that we want to do and how we want to bring our mission to life. And I want to differentiate job role because I get this question in the Work Bigger community and with our clients all the time. The job role, the thing that you do is not your mission. Your mission is how you want to make an impact. The job role is how you bring that mission to life. And this is a strategy. And what I see works really well is that when you're going out there and you're interviewing and you're connecting with employers from a values perspective and you're speaking about your mission and the impact that you want to make and how that ties to their their business and their mission, it's a different conversation. It's not, you know, these are my skill sets and this is what I feel I do well. This is the impact that I want to make and this is how I'm going to help change your company. And that is what employers want to hear. So I just can't stress enough the importance of doing that work right now. I feel like this is like our time to do that. So I'll pause right there because I just did a lot of talking and I'll see what follow-up questions you have for me, Lauren. Well, I was just going to echo that I interviewed, um, she was the director of inclusion and diversity at Pinterest. And she said the same thing. She said, we are not a company that hires for culture fits. We hire for value fits. So it is really important that you guys recognize what is your mission and what are your values, because that's going to make you a much better applicant or candidate when you're in the interview process, when you can speak about that and you can align your values with their values. And maybe you're about to get to this, but I would say that it's also really important that you don't just to you don't just apply to jobs to apply to jobs but you also are really specific about applying to companies and roles that you are able to research and you recognize hey they do have um, a similar value a value set uh, to me right because there there needs to be that match as well absolutely I couldn't agree more it's, and it's going to just be a different conversation one other thing that that I want to add one of our work bigger members she just finished we just finished coaching her on finding your mission. And she did a call for our community on what that means, what that looks like. And one thing she said, which I think is so relevant for this time, she quoted the, like, what's the quote? Luck equals opportunity plus preparation. Yeah. And I want to, yeah, and I think that's so powerful. And I want you guys to take, to take that with you too, because if you can prepare now, right? If you can do this work now, when the market picks back up, that's your preparation, right? The market's going to pick back up. This is temporary, right? That's the opportunity. And when you find that, that job, that opportunity, you're going to think it's luck, but it's not. It's because you've been doing the work all along and it matters. So I just want to share that because to me, that was such a powerful way to invest your time, right? And to really look at this, this is a time to prepare. This is a time to go deeper and to really answer the questions that you haven't answered about yourself now. Yeah. So the workbook, you guys, that Belma created, that's more of like the tactical stuff. She's going to, she's kind of going over the more high level of like why this matters. But if you use that workbook and you do the work with that, uh, you'll be able to get some answers because somebody was asking, how are you, how do you find the companies that align with your values? So maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. Like, okay, using this time to create some good habits that really calm your mental and emotional health so that you can think about what is it that I want? What is my mission? What are my values? I also put a 
worksheet that we have on Career Contessa about figure out your next career move, which asks you a lot of questions around like um, what we call your career ideal. So those are, you know, you've, we've given you some homework so you can be proactive with that. But can we talk a little bit about like the actual strategy of finding the companies and like what you should be doing with your resume or I know we're our, our third tip that we're going to talk about is networking, but can we talk about kind of some of these materials that are related to job search and whether you are transitioning, what like in the middle of a job search or transitioning, like everybody can do this stuff. Can we talk about some of these tactical pieces? Absolutely. And I just want to clarify, Lauren. So the workbook is starting you on the self-reflection piece. Perfect. So yeah, so it'll share the framework of finding your mission and then it starts you with a why piece. So I just want to clarify there. Let's talk about because when people are applying for jobs, there's two things they have to do. They, they probably have to have a resume and then they also have to find the company to or the job to apply to. So let's talk about mm-hmm. those two things, resume and how to find jobs that align with your values that you can apply to. Yeah, so I think finding jobs that align with your values first is getting clear on your own values first, right? What is it that you stand for and that really speaks to you? And in terms of finding companies that are out there, there's so many different resources that you can use, like Career Contessa. You have a lot of different job opportunities on there, so you can start with online research. And then you can also start with just having conversations, starting with your immediate network of what people recommend based on what you're sharing your values are like for example you could say diversity is really important to me what are some companies that are at the forefront of that right now so it's really leveraging those conversations to help you fill in the gaps that you have okay um and i think that's another thing too in terms of finding the right opportunities is starting with your knowledge gaps like what are some of the questions that you're struggling with right now right? Like what are your, I call them knowledge gaps. And maybe that is like, what are the companies that are aligned with XYZ values? Where can I find them? And then, you know, using either connections or doing online research to find them. Yeah. Some of our favorite sites, of course, outside of Career Contessa, uh, for if you guys want to learn more about specific companies, LinkedIn is great. Um, I would also recommend there's The Muse in her site. I think Fairy Godboss also has company reviews, Glassdoor. Um, But let's talk about our favorite tactic, which is networking and informational interviews. So let's talk about number three, which this is something that people can be doing right now to be proactive. So I just want to give people some really, again, some concrete items. Uh, We talked about the concrete stuff for your emotional and mental health. Now we're talking about strategy. You can work on Belma's worksheet. You can start to identify what is your mission and what are your values. You can do a little research on the companies um, and still and who's still hiring, which I know, Belma, you've got um, a list of some companies that you saw are, are hiring right now. We have a whole slew of job open jobs on careercontested.com. So I know it seems really dire out there, but people are still hiring. Belma, do you want to mention the company research that you have? And then we can go into networking. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too, in terms of finding the right companies right now. Is and Lauren and I were chatting about this. Just everything is changing so fast. And I, I'm really interested to see, like, which industries are going to continue to contract, which ones are just on hold temporarily, and which ones are growing. And, again, I just want to bring it back to that possibility mindset because to find the opportunities, right, to find the industries that are growing, you have to have that, like, mindset of possibility. So some things that I'm seeing and a lot of our community members are sharing this, obviously opportunities with 
like hand sanitizer companies. Touchland is a one that I recently saw. I believe they are, I believe they're women run. Um, that's one that's doing really good. Anything toilet paper, <laughs> uh, anything eco-friendly too. That's really good. Uh, I saw the day sale, the day sales for bidets are up. Tech companies are doing well. Like Amazon is hiring a hundred thousand employees. Zoom is doing really well. So anything that is going to support, I think the online business space, because a lot of, you know, brick and mortar stores, even retailers I'm seeing are like shifting to online. So if you're interested in the tech space, now's a good time to continue exploring that. Healthcare is a really big one. Accounting, that's something that's never going to go away. I see opportunities for social media. Still that storytelling. I, I can't say this for certain, but, but I feel like content is going to continue to grow essentially because there's so much movement online right now. So anything social media focused um, and also online education. I heard Teachable was recently acquired. They're hiring for a bunch of roles. So if that's an area that interests you, go on their site and check those out. I also think I'm like looking at my list here because I've been tracking them, but companies like Peloton, because um, mm-hmm. we're not able to go to the gym right now, right? So anything that uh, encourages that basic need that we have of like exercise and physical wellness and survival. So just go back to like, what are people's basic needs? We have four core needs, emotional, mental, um, spiritual, which is where the purpose comes in and, and physical, right? And use that to like look at the opportunities that are out there. So companies like Peloton and then digital health, like online therapists, right? Because mental health right now is is key. Also opportunities with communities because connection is, is really important during this time. So I'll add to just some industries that I'm noticing. And I think everybody knows this for the most part, but just industries that I'm seeing are contracting. Mm-hmm. Can I share? Yeah. Um, Because there's so many, like, I just think, like, unemployment, 20%, all these numbers are so scary. So it it helps to put some, like, framing around them. Um, Travel, obviously. And I'm thinking, too, like, that's going to be temporary because people are going to want to pick that back up, right? It's like, I'm already talking with my friends about how we're, like, ready to travel when this whole thing is over. Cruises, airlines, um, the hospitality industry, restaurants, all that stuff. That's where, like, I think a lot of the contraction is happening. Mm-hmm. And I would just add to if you were in one of those industries, think about what are your transferable skills that you can transfer into something else. So for example, if you worked in hospitality, maybe, you know, customer experience for a tech company that works fully remote, uh, flex jobs is an awesome uh, website where they have like pretty much only remote companies, remote based companies. So that's something you guys can check out as well. So let's go into the networking, because I think one of the questions we got, which I just want to kind of address right now is, are there hiring freezes? Yes, a lot of companies, we're all in this state of it's not just us as you know, individuals, it's companies too, which are run by humans, where we're all in this um, place of feeling like, we don't know what's going to happen. We are taking this day by day. And that means companies are being really cautious right now. Some of them are absolutely still growing and still hiring. You guys saw earlier in the chat, someone who found a job on Career Contessa and has an interview. Uh, that means, you know, video interviews, right? So there are definitely people who are pivoting and, and quickly addressing this and moving forward. For other industries and other big companies, those roles might still be open, but they might be waiting to actually, you know, start their interview process until they know what's going to happen with their world. 
world. So while we're in this sort of wait and see, all of these tips that Belma is talking about are things that you can start to apply. Do the self-reflection, start thinking about companies, um, start thinking about how you can update your resume and optimize your LinkedIn profile. In a way, you guys, this is sort of a really unique time where you get to put in um, the, I guess, like where everyone's always like, I don't have any time. Job searching is a full-time job. You Right now, you have the time or the ability and you can carve out the space to make sure that you are having everything very organized and ready to go so that when those hiring freezes are up um, or if, you know, for example, a company is hiring right now, you can start the, the application. Now, a piece of the application process that we're, talk, that we're about to talk about that we haven't talked about is how important networking is. Um, whether we are going through the coronavirus and a hiring freeze or not, networking is still a really, really important piece of the job search. Um, I think I read a stat once that it was like 80% of jobs are found through networking and hired through networking. That means that what Velma's about to talk about is incredibly important. And that's something that you can be doing right now. So as you find those companies that you think are a good fit for you that align with your values, maybe they're hiring right now, maybe it's that they are fully remote companies. And that's what you want to go for moving forward, whatever the reason is that that company has made it onto your list of people that you're interested in, you know, potentially pursuing or, or, or applying to jobs for. Let's talk about networking because networking and building relationships with people in those companies, as well as, you know, other people is going to be incredibly important. So Belma, let's talk about networking connections and, and digital community right now. Yeah. And I actually saw when, when we logged on, I saw people asking to connect on LinkedIn and I think that's awesome. Um, networking is something that you can continue to do during this time. And for me, what's really helpful there, because I remember being a college graduate and trying to navigate the networking world and it felt so uncomfortable and inauthentic, is really thinking about, um, yeah, how can you build authentic connections, right, that are going to support you with this job search and beyond. So that could look like tapping into digital communities whose values you align with, right? So places like Career Contessa, uh, obviously Work Bigger, um, Fairy God Boss, Lauren mentioned a few of them. Um, Dreamers and Doers is another really good one. They have a um, they have a jobs and gigs free Facebook group that you can tap into to find opportunities there. But I think, yeah, you can continue to, to network and build connections. Start with your immediate network if it feels really daunting, right? And if you don't have a large network as is, and see what your immediate network recommends that, that you do. Like, who else should you connect with? Um, taking advantage of Zoom calls, one-on-one -on -one or group. And I think also adopting a community mindset here can be really helpful. Because so many of us crave connection right now, Maybe even starting um, a group of you who are, you know, all in the job search together and you're keeping each other accountable. You're sharing networking tips. You're sharing what's working. You're sharing what's not working and what you can do better. That way you have a, a system and a process to, to, track, um, to track everything that's coming out of the networking. And then you're also keeping each other accountable, right? So you're not just like, you know, drinking wine at the end of the night, there's nothing wrong with that. But this way you're, you're just continuing to, to make progress. Yeah, we also have um, some networking templates on Career Contessa. I'm going to share them in the um, 
in the live chat here and in these networking templates, you guys, I, I made them if that makes you feel any better or, or worse, <laughs> but, uh, they're networking templates on how you can let your network know that you are job searching, how you can reach out to people for informational interviews, how you can. And, and I would say what's really important is that you truly understand that this order of events is, is that, uh, Velma is mentioning matters, right? Um, because when you start reaching out for informational interviews, or you start letting your network know that you are looking for a job, they're going to want to know that people want to help, but you have to let them know what it is that you want so that they can help you. So it's very important that if you start reaching out to people who are in your network to say, Hey, you know, I recently got laid off. Here are my skill sets. Here's what I'm looking for in my next role that you know, the answers to that. And you're not kind of flip flopping back and forth constantly. Um, if you are, um, applying or reaching out to people for informational interviews, uh, then it's really important that you are clear about how they can help you. Hey, I need, can I have 20 minutes of your time? You work for a fully remote company. I'm trying to decide if that's a good fit for me. Would you have 20 minutes where you can talk, like create that commonality, let them know why you're reaching out to them and how they can help you. Do not be asking them for a job right away, but use this time, um, to, to again, do this prep work, right? These jobs, yes, there are jobs open right now, but there are going to be more jobs open in the future as well as, as well as when things start to bounce back. So, uh, use this time to really manage those career changes, uh, in a, in a proactive and effective way. Um, can I add two things, Lauren, Yes. to that? So I also think right now people are, are at a time and place where they want to help. I definitely feel that people want to help because a lot of people feel helpless stuck in their home. Yeah. So that's another thing to really think about and to use this time to ask for help, right. And to receive that help. And then the other thing, just in terms of like when you make the ask and also sharing your skill set, when you were talking about resume and, and all of that storytelling, one thing that I think is really helpful is focusing on the impact that you make and making those skills transferable, right? As you're having these conversations, focus on the impact that you've made versus the tactics or versus the tasks that you did. Yeah. It's a very, very different conversation when you can talk about, you know, the, as an example, like the social media project I ran resulted in XYZ following, and then this was the business outcome. It makes things so tangible for the other person and it really helps them see, okay, even though this person comes from a different industry, I actually see what they're doing yeah. is going to drive results for my business. So I just want to share that because I think that's that's really important with the storytelling and with communicating value and your skill set. Yes. And the resume course that I just dropped in here that uh, Nicole said she used, you guys, we talk a lot about that, especially in your bullet points. How can you make your bullet points uh, share your accomplishment and not just your responsibility? That is super important. When I was an administrative assistant, one of my responsibilities was to answer the phone, but the accomplishment was that I was able to answer more than 100 phone calls a day. And I, I responded to people's emails within 24 hours to make sure that people had answers in it you know, mitigated problems quickly, right? That's an accomplishment versus the responsibility of answering the phone. It is incredibly important that you are aware of what your transferable skills are and you can communicate their value. Um, so we've obviously we've got resources, uh, Belma's work bigger and the, um, the worksheet or the workbook that we put in there. Those are all really good places. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about that we didn't get to is, um, is 
these skills, right? If you are trying to transition your career or you're thinking about going into a job where, again, it's somewhat transferable, but you have what we call some skills gaps, this is an awesome time to to enroll in some online learning. There's a lot of free classes out there right now to learn new skills. Maybe it's learning new software. If you see in the job description that they want you to be able to use Asana, which is a project management software, then go on Asana and enroll in their 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 tutorials. Go on YouTube and, and sign up for Asana and learn how to use it. So in that interview or even on your resume, you can talk about, you can add Asana under your skills and software list. I think ultimately, um, we also have a free uh, worksheet on how to read a job posting. I'm going to put that in the live chat also. You guys, job postings tell you a lot about what they are looking for and how you can tailor your materials. Um, um, which is, I think, incredibly important. And it might be something where if you are reaching out to somebody for uh, networking, um, you can use sometimes a job description as, as, a, as a good tool to kind of, I don't know, create like your outline or help you answer some of those questions. Um, but don't forget that this is an awesome time to learn skills and, and to show off your communication skills, your leadership skills. Someone mentioned like those are entry level roles. What about managers? This is an awesome time for you to work on some of your management skills, right? Uh, listening, communication, empathy. Um, there are like we have a course on critical problem solving, right? These are the times to enroll in these courses and learn this stuff so that you can add it to your, um, not just your resume and your LinkedIn, but also you can talk about these things in those interviews or in those networking conversations um, with people. So anyway, it's just, you know, there's a ton of tools out there, obviously. And, and um, Velma, should we get to their questions? There's a lot of questions. There's 39 of them. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. man. Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay, so we're going to answer or we're going to record our answer. So Angelica said, I was laid off from my job due to the virus. Ironically, I was already applying to jobs leading up to the layoff and virus as I had the itch for a career change. What is your current advice on looking for a job right now? I had three strong leads, but they have fallen to the wayside due to the virus. Feeling a tad stress about my timeline and if my applications will even be looked at once this all rolls over. Yeah. So first, um, go back to what was her name? Was it An Angelica? Angelica. 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 Okay. So Angelica. Yeah. So go back first. Go back to the mindset work that we talked about, right? So managing your stress that comes with it and that pressure that you're feeling to like hurry up and and find another job right now. Um, and then the second thing, in terms of applying, I say keep applying, keep looking. Like especially if that feels good for you, like stay in action, if that feels right, look at the industries, right? To maybe help you shift the job search a little bit. Look at the industries that are growing right now versus contracting, right? So just some of the companies that I talked about before and just some of the industries that I see growing, like the, the digital health space, healthcare, accounting, all of that stuff. And think about like the basic needs that people have right now. Again, there's those four core needs, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, right? And those are things that people need all the time. And then see if you can backtrack into the industries. But I would say keep job searching if that feels good, just maybe pivot to see what industries are where the opportunities are going to be for you. 
Yeah. And Angelica, I would just mention like feeling stressed about your timeline. We're all in the thick of it right now. So um, try to control the stuff that you can control. We cannot control uh, when this virus and, and the effects of it are going to end right now. What we can do is we can control how we respond to it. So right now, those three job leads, maybe they're not necessarily gone, but they're just on the back burner. So what can you do to start planting seeds or other uh, job leads in other places? right? So find those companies, start having those informational interviews, um, working on your resume, your LinkedIn, uh, learning new skills, really, um, but but with, with kindness and grace for yourself. It, this isn't something you need to do every day. One of the things that I have found that's been really helpful uh, during these kind of times too, is to um, create some structure. So like how many hours a day are you going, kind of like when people will do like meal prep. So like plan your week ahead. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this many hours of job search related activities on these days. Here are the things I'm going to do. Um, and a bonus tip would be find an accountability partner. Obviously there's people here in this live chat. Um, can you guys connect with each other and get on, um, you know, a zoom call or a phone call or even email with each other to keep each other accountable to this work that Velma is talking about and also um, the timelines and stuff like that. So hopefully that helps. Okay. Um, uh, Peyton said, um, I had a few interviews recently that went well, but both emailed saying their companies just instituted hiring freezes. I said, I understood and I look forward to continuing the conversation when the time was right. My question, I don't want them to forget about me. One job is at my dream company with opportunities for lateral moves to my dream career. How do I keep in touch so they remember me and how, when, how or when do I check in to see if they're hiring again? Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm feeling like sharing something less tactical here and putting the question back on you, like what feels good in, in terms of staying in touch with them? Right. Because I'm hearing that you want to cultivate a, a relationship. And I think this is also an opportunity to, to share exactly what you shared on here, that you really see them as like they're, this is your dream job. This is your dream opportunity. Make that known to them. They're not going to forget that. They're going to remember that, especially in this time. Um, I would say start from there, be authentic about this opportunity and, you know, hopefully just like have some faith, hopefully it'll work out afterwards. Like to what Lauren said, there's so much out of our control right now, but I think expressing your, your genuine interest will go such a long way. Yeah, I think genuine interest. And then also one of the things that I like to do is, um, stay up to date with the company. So you could create like a Google news alert, or you can just type the company into Google and then hit the, uh, the news section um, and see if there's anything new going on with the company. And you could use that as your reason to reach out and just like check in. So if you saw that their company, um, I don't know, is all of a sudden going to start uh, creating, turning their company into a, a hand sanitizer manufacturing uh, place, then you could reach out to them and say, Hey, I saw that you guys are doing this. I think that's amazing. This is such a, you know, a wild time wishing you all the best, you know, hope you're safe and healthy. Right. So you can use other things that are happening to stay top of mind for them as well. In terms of checking in on the job, I would say right now they're on a hiring freeze. Give it until we, some big change happens with this virus. Like the numbers start to go down or, you know, they say that we're allowed to go back to work or something like that. Maybe before you follow up on the specific job at the moment. Okay. Um, 
R says, anyone have suggestions for how to set up online profile, e.g. LinkedIn, without pigeonholing to specific role or position for someone with broad skills across multiple areas? Oh, this is where I would say you got to find your mission. You really have to find your mission. I think this whole thing of like, I don't want to pigeonhole myself, right, comes from a place of fear. And I, for anybody here who's in marketing, right, in marketing, you have to be very targeted about your message. And it's the same thing with a job search. You are targeting yourself. And I understand this is a time where there's a lot of fear, right, and industries are contracting, but you want to hone in on your message. I say, don't be afraid to pigeonhole yourself. Get clear on the impact that you want to make and communicate that on your, on your LinkedIn and be, be targeted. Don't be afraid to target those companies that you want and, and the job roles that you want. You're going to have way, your strategy will be so much more focused. Your efforts are going to be a lot more focused versus spreading yourself thin and applying to a bunch of different places and having different cover letters with different messages. It's, so that, that's my take. I think be focused and, and don't be afraid to pigeonhole. Lauren, I don't know if you disagree, but... No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, a story I've told before is um, when I was a recruiter at Hulu, we went to South by Southwest and we had, you know, like a like a, we were at the career fair piece of it where we were hiring and somebody came up to our table and they said, oh, Hulu, what are you guys looking for? And we said, well, what are you looking for? Maybe we have a role open. That is how everybody is going to be thinking about this. So you actually need to be specific. Um, now, when it's when it comes to your broad skills, what Velma is talking about is you can have a lot of skills, but your mission can incorporate those. So for example, my mission is I'm a builder. I like to be, I like to build things. I like to solve problems. Um, I like to be part of organizations that are, are, are builders, not just maintainers, if that makes sense. So my mission would be to be part of a company or to bring my problem solving skills or my builder skills to that company. That doesn't mean that my skills are only a couple of things. It means that I've got a lot of skills, but ultimately my mission is that I like to build things, right? So I think the first place for you to start is use Belma's uh, workbook to find out your mission. And then what I think is actually really great is come up with your why or your description. Maybe you cover this in your workbook, Belma, but like come yeah. up with like, how would you describe yourself? Not what you do or what your job title is, but what do you do? Like who, who are you? And again, that mission, um, and then use that as, um, like on LinkedIn, the summary, you can put that on your summary. If you want to create an online portfolio, that's where you can describe yourself there. We actually have two online courses. One is called digital you, which is how to create your portfolio site. And then we also have one called the LinkedIn lab, which is how to optimize your LinkedIn profile. So those are also two good places for you to get step-by-step -step help with this. Okay, let's go to Nicole. So Nicole said, I have been taking short online courses and studying the industries I'd like to be part of while, while the stay at home while the stay-at-home order is in effect. What are the best ways to highlight these in future interviews and applications? Can you repeat the beginning, Lauren? I missed yeah. that. Uh, she said, I've been taking short online courses and studying the industries I'd like to be part of while we're, you know, all staying at home. What is the best way to highlight these in future interviews and applications? Yeah, I would say it depends on what you're applying to, right? And if they're relevant, just putting them on your resume and then speaking to how they have helped you how, how, and how they've helped you, but also how they're going to help you add value to the organization. 
Yeah. Right. So always making it about the company and bringing in like how your skill set, which includes the knowledge, which includes the courses you're taking, how they're going to directly impact, right, how you do your job and how you're you're adding value. Yeah. And one of the things I love to do in interviews or uh, what I love people to do in interviews is when they drop it. So like very subtly, like if you in an interview, I might ask someone like, tell me about um I don't know, your social media experience. And they might say, well, you know, I took this online course about yada, yada, yada. And what I learned from there, I was able to implement this way. And then I saw this result, right? So it can be a really subtle drop. Um, uh, a, a new in the in the comment left a comment for you, Nicole, where she said, you know, if they offer certificates, put those on your resume and LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn even has a section where you can sometimes add the organization and, and tell us what you got. Um, also, I'm a big fan on your resume to have a section that um, a new said audited course Courses, but under education, you could say education and then line like online education, you could add them there too. So there's subtle and not so subtle ways to doing it. Um, but what Velma said is the most important thing, no matter what um, you when you talk about this stuff, it should be how it's going to benefit the company. Okay, can I also add one more thing to that one thing that I'm really a big fan of is when people add anything around leadership development, yeah. and like any coaching work that you done that you've received, I think really can be so powerful because that shows that you are a learner and it shows that you're constantly you're focused on your professional development, which will impact like the culture of the organization, how you lead and manage teams. So if you can, if you've done any of that, you've worked as a coach before, you've uh, taken any leadership training, include that as well. That's a good idea. Okay, Liz says, what is the etiquette around asking for informational interviews during this time? How do you advance your networking while being empathetic or compassionate about everything that is going on? That's a good question. Yes, yeah. So this kind of goes back to what I, I, I'm hearing too, that there's like some fear around here of like, am I going to do it right? Right, so if that feels really scary, just start with your immediate network, like your current friends that you feel safe with and Share with them your story, share with them your knowledge gaps, like the questions that you're looking to answer for yourself, for this job search, for this process, like wherever you're in, and see who they recommend that you connect with. I always think soft introductions are a little bit more, well, they're a lot more helpful when you are feeling really nervous around that. Um, but I think also just your desire to want to be empathetic is, you know, just Look at that, because I think that says a lot about you and you're probably going to show up to that call with empathy. And, you know, and again, this is a time when people want to help. So just um, I think taking advantage of that and asking for help is, is OK if you feel nervous about that. Yeah, I think too. just just make it easy for them to say yes. So don't, you know, write them three pages of an email, you know, be really specific about your learning goal, uh, your availability, um, try to maybe make it a phone call to make it super simple for them. If you can, um, just try to remove any barriers from them potentially saying no as well. Um, and then of course, I, I like to always end those calls by saying, you know, please let me know if there's anything I can do to stay in touch with you, right? Like, or not, sorry, not stay in touch, but add value for you. Can I help you in any way? Sometimes just saying it, whether they take you up on it or there's something specific you can do. Um, it means a lot to people right now. Okay. Um, so Jasmine says, I've been searching for jobs in a new industry prior to the COVID-19 outbreak. Should I wait to make the shift and apply for positions similar to my current one? 
Yeah, so I would go back to the industry conversation that we had with that one. So it depends on what industry you are you're in and where you are applying. And do you think those industries are going to be at a standstill for a long time? Right, we talked about hospitality um, being impacted, travel, cruise lines, all of that stuff. Unless if you're in an industry that could possibly be growing right now, like healthcare, right, tech, um, you're going to want to keep applying, right? So just go back to that and, and see what feels good for you. Mm -hmm. So Lisa says, how do you foresee companies changing their ways with allowing remote work post COVID-19? Many companies who didn't need or want to do business online basically are forced to do right now. Do you think remote work will expand as companies shift during this disruption or will it reverse? I hope it expands. You know, I feel like if anything, there's been a lot of companies out there who want to implement more uh, flexibility for their employees. They want to implement more remote opportunities, but they don't, they just haven't had the structure. And now we're kind of being forced into that. So I hope in terms of positive implications that, you know, whatever happens after this, that's a, that's a positive impact. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, okay. Kelsey says I was recently laid off along with my entire department due to the impact of COVID-19. I was in a project management role in a team of 10, all working remotely. How can I highlight my experience managing a remote team, knowing this may be an asset when seeking a new job in the current environment? Yeah, that is an asset. That is a huge asset right now. So I would think about um, what is it that you do so well with managing remote teams? Like what were some of the pain points that you're able to address right now? So honing in on what are the struggles that companies are having with managing remote teams? And then how can you specifically ad address that? I imagine from your experience, you already know how to do that and you've been doing it a while. So connecting like this pain point that's happening right now with what you know how to do. Yeah. And Kelsey, another good um, idea that I just had is like, you could maybe go on LinkedIn and ask people who are managers right now, what are, what is, what are their biggest challenges and just kind of like create like your own little survey or like focus group to understand like, what are they uh, struggling with the most or what do companies need from them the most um, kind of jot down what are those things that they need and then use those to put into your LinkedIn profile, your informational or your networking conversations, you know, your resume, that kind of stuff. So sometimes I feel like um, just asking people who are managers who are working remote right now um what what is kind of the the hardest part and then kind of using those words in your in your materials is great i think also the fact that you are um a project manager that's an amazing skill to have a lot of companies are going to need that and you can pretty much switch industries fairly quick or fairly easily with that and then the remote team so um for you i think it's going to be about also making sure that you have a really clear idea on what companies you want to go work for next and and your why behind that Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. I also wanted to announce that during this time, we've made all of our webinars free on careercontested.com. We have a library with over 50 webinar replays that range in topics from building confidence to overcoming imposter syndrome to job searching tips from recruiters and more. Check those out on careercontested.com. And I've also included a link to all of our webinars in the show notes. We will continue to edit our show to offer support in real time 
and even roll out bonus episodes quickly. Please send us any questions you have via email, info at careercontessa.com or DM us on Instagram, which is at careercontessa. We also post daily career advice on our Instagram channel.